He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. We're here to preview the college football playoff. We've got a lot to talk about. Two major games some possible upsets, and we're going to break down how maybe some of those upsets could happen, all that and more on today's episode. Sean, how are you doing today? How was your uh, how was your holiday weekend? It's been a while since we've talked, at least, or done a uh, show with each other. Was it early last week? Yeah, because we did uh, yeah. the the FCS playoff reaction, and we did the, no, we did the mailback, the mailback, mailback. Yeah, that's what you and I both have. That's I'm working that tomorrow in the gym. You know, Dude, Jay Cutler, I, the, the bodybuilder, he was always really applauded for his giant male back. So as we all know, I, for some reason, I, I consider myself to be a well-spoken individual, but you I shouldn't. just have, I have just very abrupt, random mental gaffes when I speak. I can't explain it. And speaking of how the holiday was for me, Christmas Eve for me was oh, in, sure. in a an evisceration on Twitter because I mispronounced Makai Lemon's name as Maki Lemon because I misread it because I can't read things anymore because my eyesight stinks. Oh, and, and I should get glasses. But yeah, whatever. My I, I I wanted to address this at the beginning of the show though. USC fans are such losers, such losers. Like I get the mispronunciation thing. But the mental gymnastics that went on in reaction to my comments that USC had a dog shit recruiting class. I haven't was, heard any good things about it personally. I never heard. Oh, they, they I, I, I heard Oregon stealing recruits. I heard Oklahoma stole a recruit. I heard uh, Notre Dame having recruits taken from. I and they still finished. And, and, yeah. They finished like nine, at least the last time I checked on it. Yes. The, I haven't heard a, a, a word out of USC this year. Just not, you, not even a peep. USC finished 15th and then. They got some good transfer portal kids, but my argument was Lincoln Riley was supposed to come in and he was supposed to keep all the big name guys in in Southern California. So Mateo Uyunglele, like those guys, and he goes to Oregon. A lot of guys left to go elsewhere. And on top of that, like they they didn't really get any big, big name guys from the portal. So like I don't understand why, like as USC fans, you'd be happy with that class and the the mental gymnastics that were going on. Oh, well, well the you you can't go off of the 24/7 rankings. The Lincoln's not sitting there Everybody doing goes his- off the 24/7 rankings. Unfortunately, unless and and I I hate siding with Joe. I hate it. But unfortunately, we have not developed as a country a better scouting mechanism for 16 to 18-year-olds. And 24/7 it works hard to at least try to evaluate them the best that they can, and it's the only resource we got. But the the separate the separate thing from that is obviously the fucking coaching staff isn't using the goddamn recruiting rankings on the website. That is a foregone conclusion. You think that I think that, that that's how it works? It's not how it works. It's camps. A, it's film. It's it's yeah, all of that. Bunch of just losers. I every step of the way that we've done the show and as it has as it has grown and progressed and this channel has gotten bigger and bigger. My disdain and hatred for USC fans has just grown. Just keep at it. And this channel is going to keep getting bigger and I'm going to keep getting bigger. And as I get bigger, there is one fan base that I will have a hatred, a vendetta for, and it will be 
USC Trojan fans. All right. Well, I'm going to have to continue to back them, unfortunately, because go screw all that. I'm glad you guys had it. And I'm not trying to defend USC in this in, in this instance, but I will because I'm gl- I'm so happy Notre Dame had all their best recruits uh, stolen from them. I'm thrilled. And it I was, was mad awesome about it as I should, should have been. Be. I'm glad you were. I don't know I'm why glad you were. I'm glad you were upset. stewing. Uh, I think they were upset and they wanted to lash out at you. Because you have a lot, you have a face. Yeah, you that, have a face. That's, that, that's that what it is. You that's do. That honestly, I tell you, that's is. a pretty good trait for you in this industry. Is you have a face. I have a face that that nobody really wants to lash out at. I have yeah. a punchable face. Uh, I've been told that. You have I don't a know face. If you do. Amo Lamarca told me that my junior year. He said, Sean, when Amo I first, Lamarca he, might yeah, be one of the most punchable uh, people that we play. Oh my with, god! So I don't know easily. how. That, like, I, I would take anything he says. Yeah, I know, I know, but that was a statement that he made. I'm like, out of the blue, we weren't even fighting in practice. Never fought Amel in practice either. So it was like, okay, I guess that must be what I have. You (laughs) have a face that makes people irritated, and and that, and that's, and that's a power to you because if you look at the people at the tip of the top, all their faces, they make you go, "Mm," and you're like, "Mm." like, no, you can't, like, like that dude should not be telling me this. Right. That that's why like I was te- I was talking to Ryan about this and then I was even talking to my dad about this. He's like, Well, why why does everyone keep going after you? And I'm like, it's it, it, it like what you're talking about. It's it's, it's just it, what it's just it the is. way that I look. Everyone can't take me seriously. I could say the most correct take ever. I could be one thousand percent right. Which if you go back and check the receipts, a lot of my takes actually are kind of correct. But Deshaun Kaiser. I'm talking about on this channel. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. on this channel. That was before I knew what I was talking about. But you acted like you did. I, I look. I take it as a compliment if people consistently, aggressively disagree with me. You know That's who's got works. the least disagreeable face? Gresh, Andy Gresh's face. You don't want. He hit says it. some crazy. He says some you crazy do, shit though. You which don't is, want to disagree with part. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the just over the air. You're like, who is this? And then you look at him <laughs> like, oh, look at this guy. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know how many times I've had to stop myself from like calling in at, calling into Gresh after Sunday Night Football on Sundays and just I wish just you would. With I, I, I really, I really wish you would. Um, Sean, speaking of football games this weekend, I, I, I did it again. I did it again where I won all my college football bets. I hit all my bowl bets, and then I dumped all my money in a bunch of random NFL games, thinking that I was going to roll it over into more success. Lost every sing, every every dollar that I made on on my college football bets. So I'm hoping that you had a better time betting on bet online than I did. This is fun. This is supposed to be fun, and it it it, it sometimes is. Before last night, before the Chargers covered an alternate spread of two and a half, <laughs> I couldn't remember the last bet I won. I couldn't remember it. Dude, just deep. These NFL it's games. It's a pretty good time of the year to just be to just lose every bet. You think, oh man, you know, I got some gifts coming up. If I can go on a heater, that'll make it even better. Nope. Nope. And, and, and but it's fun. It makes the bowls more fun. You can be invested in the bowl games and be like, okay, I want Buffalo. All right. Take Buffalo then. But okay, whatever. It's 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 fun. You said it best. It's sometimes fun. It's fun enough and to it, keep doing it. It's sometimes fun, and if you're going to sometimes have fun, do it at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sport uh, leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% what BetOnline.ag. I'm going to stop 
sprinting through their actual name. To join and receive your 50% you welcome bonus with your first deposit, make sure you use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. I Yeah. Sean, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it was a beautiful read that you just did for us. Okay, so let's get into talking about these college football playoff games. Uh, this is the the granddaddy of them all, the big games that we've got going on this weekend. Isn't that supposed to be used for the Rose Bowl? Am I tripping? It is the granddaddy of them all. No. Okay, so we, this is not the this is not the granddaddy of them all, but we've it got the college football. Wow, this is the worst intro to bowl games possible. You want to take a five-minute breather so, so we can yeah, talk just, about my breaking and entering, or do you want to get right to the games? So I want to talk about that at the end. Okay, perfect. Regardless, two games this Saturday to determine who's going to be the national champion. We've had plenty of time to ruminate. We've had plenty of time to, to kind of sit with this. We had our, our instant reaction talking about how we think things are going to play out. But I, I've heard so many different things in the echo chamber of all the content that you get fed on every platform of this is going to happen. This is going to happen. But our two matchups that we have, everybody knows – We've got the Fiesta Bowl, which features TCU versus Michigan. We've got Georgia playing Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. Sean, I want to start us off with this TCU-Michigan game. And I think that just because it's two versus three, it feels like there's a lot more leeway in how people expect this game to play out. But as much as I love TCU, and we talked about this already, as much as I love TCU and as fun as they have been this season, I am the most afraid of this game getting out of hand. As much as I know we've got a lot of TCU subscribers, I, I have faith and I'm rooting for you guys in this game, but I am very worried that this might play out worse than the Michigan-Ohio State game that has given Michigan the amount of momentum that it has built up until this point. I think that this game will be closer than the Ohio State-Georgia. I'm almost certain of it. Oh, so you're going to complete 180 on what I just said. I am. I am. Because it's it's a team of magic, this TCU Horned Frogs. They're the magic team. Now, the one concern is that you've had a big break from the last magic, whereas week to week, you're sitting here, okay, we gutted this out. We had that crazy victory. with We had the race car drill. We had to kick the field goal. And then, oh, we came back for 14 down, and we still covered. Uh, I, I, I know. I know. You kept it going all year. So now... It's tough because Michigan's had so much time to prepare for you and kind of stunt the magic, which is all I can call it. I know it's football, and I know they're driving an offense down the field against soft-shell defenses not to give up a touchdown. They still do because uh, defensive coordinators are uh, scared. But now I'm thinking it's hard. It's really, really difficult to not lean Michigan, which I am leaning Michigan uh, to win this game, and I hate to bury the lead, but I can only do that because when you have a team like this that rides off of momentum in TCU, they ride off of momentum, they ride off catching their opponents off guard, and they relied on the big uh, big splash plays. Uh, not as much talent, even though they're a very, very talented team. Uh, Michigan has real dudes all across the board, and they are a team that plays with an attitude and they play mean and they don't care who you are when you're playing them. Obviously a little bit different from Georgia. So if Michigan, so Georgia fans calm down and then I, I remember last year, I remember the bloodbath that was last year, but this is TCU. I think Michigan thinks that they're better than TCU. I think Michigan knows that they're better than TCU. So with that, it's tough to put down such a confident team as, as making this like a one score game. I think TCU makes it interesting. I think TCU makes it interesting in the third quarter. Maybe halfway through the fourth quarter, it's interesting. Then it's over. 
uh, first half, I think could easily go to Michigan. I think it could look like a defense that is suffocating the run game and has a couple big pass breakups uh, to stop him on third downs. And then uh, TCU is playing from behind the whole game, having to so, air it out, a couple picks, all that. I agree with the sentiment. A lot of times I tend to agree with, with parts of what you say. There is a lot of magic with this team. Max Duggan has outperformed the expectation on a weekly basis. They weren't able to get the job done against Kansas State, but I know that Max Duggan has that ability to get them into the game. If they go flat, they're down by 14, they can pop right back in, get a couple splash plays, and they're back in and the game is tied. Better than any team in the country or any of these four teams that are in the playoff, which is weird because they're not even the most talented team that's in the playoff. But where I get scared is the physicality defense between... The physicality. I I come into the show every time saying Dude, to myself, I'm not going to curse that much this time. I'm not going to curse that much this time. And then you just find ways to. I work couldn't help you. myself. Physicality. <laughs> it made me happy. I you don't understand how happy I am to be doing the show with you right now. You don't understand. You'll never understand. The physicality difference between TCU and Michigan is vast. Yes. I liked some of TCU's offensive linemen, and the guy that I liked the most coming into the season, Steve Avila. I was underwhelmed when I watched this film. I don't think any of those guys in general are really built to go up against this Michigan defensive line. That's the fear that comes to me in this situation. And I look back at the way the game played out against Kansas State where Duggan was getting pressured a bit more than usual. The one game that really stuck out to me and I think is more comparable is the way that they played against Texas. Now, they won that football game because they had a, a, a perfect perfect defensive game plan and Duggan was able to make the plays where they were needed. Michigan is a lot more talented than Texas. And what we saw happen is a much more low low scoring affair for TCU than we're expected to, but we saw them get pounded by the best defensive line in the big 12. And that defensive line is not anywhere near as close as good as this Michigan defense overall. They are so much more physical. They're going to get after them. If they can't establish some type of a rhythm, I am very scared for the outcome of this game. I'm hoping it's close. I think there's a possibility for it to be close. But my realism trying to set in here and not letting the the, the magical season that has played out to get ahead of me, I think that the, what probably will happen is just a grind it out game, kill the clock, they take a two-score lead, and then the game ends like that for Michigan. If... um. Do you think TCU has a chance? And I'm just I the 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 true analysis is over. I'm just spitballing. Do you think uh, uh, TCU has a chance to kind of pull from that Illinois game plan, or is Illinois just differently built? They're they're so differently built. Yeah, they are. TCU doesn't have the secondary players, and they don't have the front seven players that Illinois that that right. Illinois defense. Not like crazy twitchy talent talented. They're not like twitchy talented, like super explosive guys. They're just a bunch of mean big dudes. Like, yeah, that was the, why the one corner is it Weatherspoon? Witherspoon. He is. He yeah. was awesome in that Michigan game. He was awesome. He was laying the boom, and, and the Michigan runners were like, "Oh my god, I'm getting hit every single time." Yeah, I think that takes them out of the game. I think Michigan, if they actually start getting bullied a little bit, it takes them out of the game. There was nobody on that Ohio State defense to take him out of the game at the end of the year. There wasn't. Uh, Big 33 was playing with boxing gloves on uh, because he broke both (laughs) of his thumbs. Credit to him. Very tough dude. Couldn't do it. Uh, uh, And then uh, maybe if TCU can have some guys that can go out there and make them feel like they're playing football and not feel like they're just 
executing an offense down the field, then maybe they could keep it closer on that on that end. But it's just tough. It's tough because I don't know. We've also been uh, 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 undervaluing TCU all year. We have. They've got a Heisman uh, candidate on, on their I, team. I disagree, man. I the national media might have been undervaluing them. Yes, I've been over. I have overvalued them. But so, well, this I think is you why like I, the shtick. You like the shtick, and I think I that do gives like you a little the more form. I like the shtick, and as as somebody who covers college football, I like yeah. storylines, and they are a fantastic, really fun storyline. So I have rooted for them every step of the way, and I have over. I've probably have overvalued them the most out of anybody out there. Like I don't know anyone else that is has leaned into them as much as I have. I would say I have. Nah, not as much as me. Oh, you weren't on some on. of the you aren't on some of the early episodes we were doing on the channel, and I was I was really right dick, dick riding them pretty, okay. pretty hard. All right, if you're going to go as far as to say that, then then you have that crown. R- regardless, uh, thoughts on final score outcome? What do you think this is going to be? And then we'll oh, talk about the next game. Good lord, uh, is this happening in four days? The thirty first. Yeah, it's happening yeah. After, on Saturday. Oh, good lord. Um, final score, Michigan. 28 TCU. Oh God. 18. I don't know where the 18 points came from. I wasn't going to give like a specific score prediction, but I think that this is a 14, 17 point win for Michigan. I hate trying to guess the scores. I just like to guess. So it's so, yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be like a 17 point victory for, for Michigan realistically. Um, Now the other one here, Georgia versus Ohio state has been so goofy to listen to. Like people talk about this game, there is a lot of yeah. uh, Ohio State barely deserved to be here. They barely snuck in, barely. Yeah, there is a lot of. I'm trying to think of the the, the best word to describe this. There is a lot of eagerness to believe that Ohio State, after the way that they got beat up and dominated by Michigan that they are somehow perfectly equipped to play a, a shot-for-shot game with Georgia. And I get it. C.J. Stroud, very talented quarterback. That receiving room, best in the country. And the example that I've heard is, well, look at what LSU did to them, and they put up all those yards. They still lost. They still got their asses kicked. Yeah, it was and not a from, good game. I, I don't. No one wants to admit it, especially LSU fans. That was garbage time. That was after they started to pull away and they had a different quarterback in. The game was over in the first quarter. Maybe second quarter, but it was over. I think this is going to play out exactly the same way as the Tennessee game did. I think that Georgia beats up on them, knocks the crap out of them, punches them in the face, gets up early, and then there's a bunch of garbage time points that are thrown on the board that makes the score look a little bit closer. Could be like a 10-point game as the final score. But I think this is from start to finish. We'll be watching. We'll look at the final score and you'll be like, that wasn't a, a, a seven point game. That wasn't a 10 point game. How did they end up finishing so close? But it's, it, it, there is such a difference in talent up front for what Georgia brings to the table and for the capabilities of Ohio state's offensive line. It's going to look like Georgia versus Michigan last year is what it's going to look like. Uh, because, I've never been a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks because they are not built for the NFL. And we see consistently they get drafted in the first round or they have to get converted to a different position. But 
if they stay playing quarterback and then Justin Fields, best of the uh, the group of them, uh, and he's only year two and he's still not that good. He's very fun on the ground and he's starting to make some more throws and grow into the game. But really, name another Ohio State quarterback that you would that you were happy with how they did in the NFL, right? Still, very good college quarterbacks. So that provides a little bit of cognitive this cognitive dissonance when you start putting it into a college game. But the one well, time, yeah, go ahead. That Sorry. Ohio State was really dangerous was when they had a really good running back, Ezekiel Elliott. Since then, how much have you feared them in the playoffs? Not, no, no, you feared Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield for Ohio State. Because he had game-changing speed, power. He was a first-round draft pick running back. They have was good running Car- backs. Was that, and that was Cardell Jones, too. And, like, Cardell Jones was okay. Yeah, yeah. So, unless they have that dude, they're not going to win. They're not. Because let's just – we can – you want to do offensive lines every year since that uh, that championship game? Fine. I bet they all look pretty similar. Defensive lines, bet they all look pretty similar except for the Bosa years. Uh, linebacker core, defensive backs. I know they're, they can be DBU and they've got, they've got a lot of DBs in the backfield. Quarterbacks, bet it looks pretty similar across the board for all the quarterbacks that they've had in college. But the one time that they really made some noise was when they had a difference maker at running back and then they haven't been able to replicate that since. And to my Travion, knowledge, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Travion Henderson's a good running back. He's a good running back. Statistically one of the best in the country, but I, I definitely agree with your point. We've seen this Every year we see it. We've seen this shift where Ohio State has been very like extremely pass centric and like was was Taylor Decker on that Ohio State offensive line in the college? God, I, I think that it might the, that offensive line State was guy? tough. Yeah, Taylor Decker, Ohio State guy. That offensive line was tough. I know that Paris Johnson is a really good prospect, and I personally really like him. But the rest of those dudes, man, they're soft. Like we got, the we right can't tackle. sit here pretended. Who's the right tackle? Dewan uh, Jones, oh yeah. my God, dude, he is a such a top heavy. Uh, he's getting he's a draft massive buzz. individual. He's a massive, he, massive individual. He is getting draft buzz, and I don't totally understand it. But Orlando, those guys, hey, Orlando are Brown soft. Jr. was getting draft buzz, and he was kind of soft in college, and he ran like a five. He ran like a six second. Well, 40. his his stock tanked justifiably, and then he yes. ended up turning out to be a really good player. He's, That's he's a pro bowler. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not taking into that. It's how you do in college, but I'm still saying across that line, I have to say, pretty similar. I think Ohio State continues to recruit the same level of guys, no matter who's at the head coaching position. Yeah, uh, I don't know how, why I suddenly just got blurry, but te- oh, what? what is this? Figure going? it out. I know you're trying to talk to your camera right now through your head because you both have Bluetooth receptors in your brains. Shut up. Um, tell me who's going to block Jalen Carter. Tell me who's going exactly. to, to keep him under wraps. I, I have... Very little faith. But again, I think that because of the way that Ohio State is structured, this game is going to look closer than it actually is. I, I don't know why, man. I, I I feel like these games could be so much closer, but they're they not going to be. They they're not be. They're not going to be. And it's – I just – all I'm looking forward to is whoever, assuming it's Michigan, plays Georgia, puts up a good fight. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I want one of these games to be a good fight. I don't have expectations that any of them will be. I want one of them to be, though. Yeah. That's too much to ask. Right. God, I'm sick of Ohio State fans. Sick of them. That's, that's another thing. Why am I hearing is- why am I hearing so excited for this game? Not, oh, I'm terrified for this game. Why am I here? Why am I hearing delusion. we're gonna give them a good run? It, it, okay, but they are delusional. But I, I can't talk any any crap though, 
because I recall very recently in 2020 being very delusional that Notre Dame could stick up and put up a fight against oh God. Alabama. Oh, my God. I remember how embarrassed I was watching that football game. That was uh, – Oh, I feel bad for you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, I think you should have become for- a college football fan this year like I did. <laughs> that's what you should have done. Yeah, I'm not as much of a bozo as you are. Uh, that's it for the recap. Sean, can you tell us about how you broke into your house this weekend? I need to know. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, I, I sent you the texts and... Uh, <laughs> the text I sent you was wild. <laughs> it seemed to have been a late night for both of us, I believe. It was that Friday before Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Which... I was out with I my cousin. Underrated drinking night. Um it shouldn't be because it's Christmas time, right? You should be with your family, which I was for all the Christmas Eve and Christmas. Well, I was with my family. We were just the, the, the younger individuals were the ones who were out. Oh, God. I just got to the text where we were talking about somebody's food preparation that they did. That was disgusting. Kevin Moore's chimichurri. Oh, 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 oh. It's oil-based, brother. He won't listen to this. No, uh, to continue your um, yeah your story so, about bringing in your house. Yeah, so it was Friday night, and I mean, it was I don't know how cold it was on the West Coast, but it was like nine degrees here at go out time. Like, yeah, like not even close to that. Ten o'clock. Um, go out to the bars. It's going good. It's going good. Go to another bar. It's all it's all going good, right? Kind of bundled. I'm kind of staying warm. I'm doing good because you're in the bar. You're drinking. You're having a good time. But I felt that the night was starting to get a little bit punchy. And I said, okay, time for me to go home. I don't want to be irritated at the bar. I, I, I'm just starting When you say to, punchy, do you mean like uh, like everyone was kind of on edge? and it, it just started becoming the point in the night where you're like, ah, I don't see much good coming from this. Like, maybe I could get a number at the end was of the it, night. But- was it internal? Yeah, yeah, internal. Or, it, uh, no, it, it, was me, it was me reading it and reading myself, knowing that my social media... Uh, but you're but when I say internal, is it within your own group that you were with there was tension, or is it no, just no, no. you weren't in a it, mood to be out? Just me losing my mood to be out. It was okay. just getting late. I didn't want to have to body a super expensive Uber in the cold. Uh so I just called up the Uber and I left. And the Uber, Uber driver's super nice. Probably the friendliest drive I've ever had. We're talking a little bit, super friendly, just just a good time. And then uh I know I made the right decision because as my roommates left, there were two fights in the street. Uh, so I, I knew so it was uh, definitely uh, punchy. Uh, one of my roommates got charged by a, a random uh, person in a fight, and then that person was uh, taken down by a police officer. Uh, uh, I've been there before. Regard- That's not fun. <laughs> my dad was saying, look, if there's a fight going on, you got to be ready for somebody in the fight or around the fight to try to fight you, no matter what it is. You could just be random. It's going to happen. But... Uh, I'm, I'm getting home. It's like a five minute drive, right? Get home because I'm responsible. I'm not going to drink and drive. Uh, and I pull up to my house. I, uh, I don't have my key to my house. I just got to get a new key made. It is what it is. This is not your apartment. This is your, your childhood home. No, no, no. My, no, my apartment, okay. my townhouse. And then uh, I'm saying, okay, I don't have my key, uh, but that's okay. Cause I got a back, I got a garage door. Right. And I, I, uh-huh. I, there's a code you punch in the garage door. Never, you know, you're fine. Beep, 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 beep. You're in. It raises up. I'm inside. It's nice and warm. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I don't have a key. Uh, so I'm going to go walk in, punch in the code. Doesn't open. Say, okay, maybe I just punched it in wrong. It could happen. I got fat fingers. It's cold. I'm freezing. It is what it is. Uh, I think it's probably about four degrees outside at this point. Feels like, nice. I, like minus four. 
punch it again, beep, 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 doesn't open. Say, well, I don't like how this is going. Start shoving the garage door a bit, see if it can wake up, keep on beep, 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 nope, beep, 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 nope. Texting my roommates now saying, hey, I'm locked the hell out of this house. They're like, all right, try the backup code. I'm like, didn't know we had a backup code. Beep, 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 backup code doesn't work. So I'm saying, oh, I'm definitely locked out of the house. My roommates are like, oh, shit, we don't have keys either. Uh, so then it becomes critical thinking time at about 1 a.m. in four degrees with a drunk Sean at just by himself texting his friends at the bar. So you can see I'm starting to weigh my options. Do I go to a Denny's and wait it out? Do I go to do I take an Uber to my family home and sleep there? Got, uh, it, it, what am I doing here? I say, okay, I know uh, outside of my bedroom, there's a door to get to our little patio area where we got a grill and then some chairs. Mm. And it's nice how we sit out there. I'm like, okay, maybe if I knock on a neighbor's door, I can, because everyone has this patio and it's just like a, there's like a four foot wall that's very climbable uh, that I can hop over and then uh, get to this door that's attached to my bedroom or that's near my bedroom. That'll be unlocked. I can get in. Start pounding the neighbor's door. Bang, 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 bang. Ringing the doorbell. Ding, dong, ding, dong. Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, I'm texting my group. My, 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 I'm texting them. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. Get a text back. Dude, that door's locked. I know it's locked. I saw it was locked before we went out. I'm like, why is it locked? It's never locked. Why is this happening? Probably a good like, thing it's, it was locked. But It probably is a good thing. Um, so then I'm like, okay, there's no way. I got to keep on trying. He's like, no, dude. I'm certain I saw that it was locked. So that left me with the option of, I don't know, really trying to give the business to the garage door, which again, we're renting, not my garage door. Uh, and then, or try to see if there's a window open on the first floor. Look at my uh, roommate's windows and it's just two. So I have a two, I have a two, two chances for one of these being unlocked. And uh, there's a screen outside the window you know uh -huh. just like the mesh wire screen i'm like okay this is unfortunate because i can't even see if it's unlocked or not so i take out my credit card and i slice open the screen <laughs> and so now that's a pretty big blemish on the front of the house slide my hand on the window push it up window opens How, there's but no way you fit through that climbed through the window and i said this i am officially the world's biggest cat burglar uh, and then if there had been some law enforcement officers, it would not have been hard to get me out of the window as it took me a while to wiggle my way through. Oh. At one point, you could just see my legs flailing behind me as I'm just inching through, inching through, inching through. And then I take a nice, impressive drunken land on my roommate's carpet. Make it in, unlock the door, shut the window, go upstairs. That is the, this is the stupidest. Only you would manage all of that it was a perfect storm yeah i was so cold i would i think my backup backup plan was get to another neighbor just try them all and then i would punch in the window on the door outside my room unlock it from the inside and then tape the window shut until we could get a new window that was I, my backup backup plan i would have just ubered to your parents' house. That's and called it a night. That's what you should have done. <laughs> nobody was going to be getting in. Nobody. That was so unbelievably stupid that you did that. Um, 
I know that super disappointed. Like who doesn't have a key? I know I should have a key, but apparently Sean needs to key uh, needs to be the, the guy with the key because sh- nobody else decides to bring a key out with him except for Sean. And the one time Sean doesn't have a key, it's a huge problem. Well, hopefully this story can serve as a, pr- a cautionary tale. Yes. Lock your windows or else get in them. Our- <laughs> No, for our listeners who are going to be going out on uh, on New Year's Eve, make sure you uh, bring a key. Don't be like Sean and be a big fat guy breaking into your own apartment. And that is, I don't even know how I'd get into my own place if I forgot. Well, I have like a keypad so I can get in, but I'm on the third floor. So if I couldn't get in, yeah, I'm not tough. getting in. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, you got right. to be banging on windows, seeing if someone can let you in. How's that supposed to work? What do you mean banging on what banging on somebody else's apartment? Yeah. See if they can open up the front door. It's too big. It's it's hard to explain the complex. I I can still get in through the front of the complex. Ah, there's no there's no stopping me from getting in. But my portion so, of the complex, I am on the third floor. So if I was banging on people's doors and shit, n- nobody's letting me in. Ah, gotcha. Wouldn't get I'm into my apartment. A little bit different. I would. All right, I'd find at, it. At Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with more. Strange episode. Enjoy the rest of your week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.